Father God, we just thank you so much for your spirit. We thank you for living and dwelling amongst us uh, in our hearts, Lord, in our midst, as we commune together, where two or more are gathered, Father. There you are, Lord, your spirit, your presence, as we look to you, God, this morning, uh, just desiring uh, revelation, Father, of whether it be something that we're dealing with internally, or revelation in terms of what you're doing here in our midst, God. We just ask for you to open our eyes, our hearts, and our ears, uh, that we can just lean into you today. We thank you, and we praise you, in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Uh, next week in our in our gospel reading, so we've been going over, uh, so the, the theme for the gospel reading this month is the gospel. Uh, the word gospel comes from the Greek word evangelion, which might sound like evangelical, and that's because it is. The word evangelical is rooted in the Greek word evangelion, uh, but that word means good news. And so week one, we look through the theme of good news throughout the Old Testament, uh, and then also through the New Testament. In week two, we specifically looked at just that word gospel and how it's used in different areas of the scripture. And, and it kind of paints this picture of what the good news is. Because um, sometimes through our traditions or maybe through our teachings, we believe that the good news is something uh, that it's not. So I'll just take a break real quick to just announce that um, for the kids today, we're going to be doing something a little different. Um, Kristen will be taking the kids out during the teaching and discussion time into the other room and doing a quick lesson with them, right, Kristen? Uh, and then she'll be bringing them back, and they'll be, you know, just kind of hanging with us parents as we also discuss. So I'm going to do, like, a quick teaching and overview, and then after we'll break up into some discussion groups, maybe divide the room in half or something, um, just so we can talk maybe about the questions this week or maybe get a little deeper with things. But before we dismiss the kids, I would like to just say a prayer and bless them. Um, Father God, we thank you so much for the little children, uh, the sound of life, which can sound messy and chaotic, uh, but that is the sound that you have given us to represent what life is. It brings joy, it brings laughter, it brings tears, it's fighting all the plethora of emotions. Uh, that, that we feel and live with. So, God, we just thank you for the blessing that you've given to them, to us. Father, I pray for Kristen as she goes over to the next room that she can have a nice, peaceful time with them and not, not too chaotic over there. Uh, and then as they come back, they come back in there just good. So we just praise this. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so the gospel readings, as, as we mentioned, the first two weeks, Good news, second week gospel. The third week, we're going to be talking about the seed. Uh, and the seed we see represented through the parable of the sower, and also just throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. The seed and the planting, Laura, going back to your image, as we see God, God looks at us as a plant. We are called to be plants. We are called to be Psalm 1 trees. Uh, if you read the book of Psalms, you know, this idea of us being planted, rooted, and then if you look at the gifts of the spirits, what are the gifts portrayed as? Fruit. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the planted. Yes. So this image of plant life is you and I. We are the branches.
branches. He is the vine. Um, and this image goes all the way through the Bible to Genesis 1, Genesis 2. Um, you know, this is, this is the way that God and the imagery we see in the Bible is communicated for you and I. So that's next week, but I just wanted to highlight that as we're discussing this. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to do today is kind of walk through some of the things that we've talked about in terms of the vision. Uh, you've seen some emails going through about Graceway Mobile Church, and really it's just a new way to say house church. The reason why we're calling it Mobile Church is because we want this vision of house church to be loosened so that it can take place outside of a home, so that it could incorporate the two people, let's say college students, that say, hey, let's go meet in our rec center on a Sunday on campus. Hey, let's go meet at a coffee shop, and let's let's try to find a common area where we can worship and fellowship. Can we call that house church? We could, but it would be confusing because it's not in a home. So we're looking at the word mobile church because it can define groups of gatherers of people that can meet in places that are common and also in a living room. And so one thing that I'm going to outline is what is a Graceway mobile church? So if this is an umbrella, we'll call this mobile church. And so what I wanted to define is what are the tenets? Uh, the first tenet, by tenets I mean the, the structures that include. So hey, if I have a small group women's study on a Tuesday, is that a mobile church? No. It can be. <laughs> uh, but we want to define clearly what it is. So that we can we can say, all right, this is what a mobile church is, or we'll just say house uh, to make it easier. Uh, so the first thing is we're looking for two or more. Um, I do have a lot of information on this stuff. If you're interested in just hearing more, there's like a whole a whole vision sheet that I've done um, that kind of go through the verses that explain each one of these kind of things. But the first part of this mobile church is we're looking for two or more. Uh, now, can that be part of the same family? It can. It can. But I think the idea of two or more is we want to have potentially, ideally, two families, right? Because if I just meet with my wife, it's just me and my wife. What we're looking for is people that will partner with people, with groups that are being sent. Right now, we have two, two families. As of today, two families that are saying, hey, I feel called to be a house or a mobile church. There's no... Yeah, yeah, the house or mobile church. Uh, and that is the Taylors and the Owls. Okay? And so we're, we're just throwing out this net. We've asked people to pray about it, um, to say, hey, I, I want to be a part of this too. I'm, I want to go and be a part of the Owls House Church. I want to go and be a part of the Taylors House Church. Because um, they need two or more. <laughs> All right? So we're looking for partners uh, that will meet with them. Uh, the third tenant, there's actually four more. So there's one. chapter 42. So the four things that are listed in Acts 2, chapter 42, the first one we see is uh, committed to the apostles' teaching. So we're saying, this is why I guess a Tuesday night wouldn't qualify. Uh, by Tuesday night, I mean women's study. The apostles' teaching. So what we're saying is we're
a shared reading plan that we will go together as a church in the form of the praxis, in the form of a reading plan that we're doing this month, whatever this thing is, we are, this mobile church is going to be following along with the rest of the body and participating in the reading plan. All right, that's where we all are on the same page, reading the same scripture, and then we'll gather together and we'll all discuss the same things that we all read together. Got it? Everyone good on that? <coughs> so that's the apostles' teaching. The second thing in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 42, is fellowship. And so we will say fellowship and specifically sharing of meals. My handwriting stinks, but I'm just trying to draw a graph because I feel like it would just help visually. So there's sharing of meals. And so what we're going to be doing on next reunion service, September 4th, this is where we introduce this love feast. What is the love feast, right? If you look through the New Testament, it's called an agape feast. It's where the believers gather together for the purpose of what? Sharing a meal and breaking bread, taking communion together. So one Sunday, every so often, right now we're just figuring out the rhythm, whether it be every other month, might be once a quarter, we're still going to feel that out. We're going to say, hey, this Sunday, all you're doing for church is having a meal, taking communion together. And we believe that in this act, it's the same act we see in 1 Corinthians, the same act we see all throughout the book of Acts, that's the church we're saying we're going to do. And, and the whole purpose of this is because we believe that by sharing a meal together and taking communion, you actually read the Bible usually something powerful that happens, okay? There's usually something that really God honors in that. If you look at the Old Covenant, when, when on Mount Sinai, how did, how did God seal the Old Covenant? He had a meal with the elders. I could go look at the verses below that I'm reading. But we see this, this pattern of God taking time to meet with us, sitting at a table and sharing a meal. So we're saying, hey, this looks important, See it all through our scripture. Let's try to do that. Um, the third thing is communion. Breaking of the bread. So we believe that when we take communion together, we're also proclaiming the gospel together. Luke and Paul, they talk about this tradition of remembrance. Do this in remembrance of me. There's not a lot of rituals that we see passed on to the New Testament church. This is probably one of the only ones we see actually said, hey, do this. Do this. Okay? Um, I mean, there's a lot of do this, but this is something that, you know, if you look at the Old Testament, there's seven festivals, there's all of these things. Yeah, excuse me. So these five things. 
we are calling a Graceway House or Mobile Church. Now, what will service look like? All right, so there are four elements. We have a teaching and discussion. So this is just like what a service would look like, right? If I show up, what can I expect to happen? Teaching, discussion, um, worship. church at Manning's house or a coffee shop or the tailor's house. These are the four things you can expect. Now out of these four things, the only thing we're asking people to do is to make these two things mandatory. <coughs> Teaching and prayer. Why? Because if you're at a coffee shop, you know, you can sing out loud. I am not opposed to that. But we're, we're going to say you don't have to. Communion, you don't have to take that every week. You can, right? But you don't have to. But teaching and discussion, prayer, definitely, every week. So if you say, hey, I want to go to a house church and I want to meet with Manny and Elsie, you can be sure that at least two of these four things will happen. <coughs> okay? Any questions about that? Pretty clear? Jack, are you good? Well, I want to know, what about the church? We'll get to that. That's next. Well, you asked me, so I can... Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> It's a perfect segue. It's a perfect segue. So this is what we've been this is what we've been preaching. This is what we've been talking about, you know, because it's been something that isn't the same thing that we've been doing. It is. What's the only difference? There's just a little more clarity to the vision, I believe, in the fact that we're doing house churches, because we're actually putting some roots down, some anchors. Um, and and the and the difference in this is we're asking people to be called. So prior to this, we would just split up the church. All right, you're going to be in this group. You're going to be in this group. You're going to be in that group, right? That's how we did it before. And it worked for a season. Um, but we're asking these people to be a little more missional, a little more missional. And what I mean by that is, because we've talked a lot about this and as, as we talk about the gospel. So we're asking people to be on mission. And I'm, and I'm asking people to preach the gospel not by going on a street corner, but by doing this, fellowshipping and sharing a meal. When Matthew was called by Jesus, what was his first response? He hosted a meal, and he invited all his friends. And so what we see is we see the same communion that we do, but we see Jesus sitting at a table with sinners and believers. And so we're, we're asking people to, you have that prayer network that Ed talked about last week, so the five thresholds, which we're going through that book, Break the Huddle. That book is, how many of you read the book or reading the book? Reading the book. Okay. It gets, it gets better for me. I like, you know, the first parts, I'm like, okay, okay. And then once you get into it, you're like, oh, okay. All right. Um, you know, because they say, and this, this is a, the skepticism I have about anytime you see a formula. These are the three steps to revival. These are the two things you need to do to change the church or to do this. Is when you get into these formulas, we notice that God doesn't always work so cleanly, right? If you look through the Bible, it's really messy. And so when you try to put what God does in, into a category, 
oftentimes you find exceptions where you find things just not fitting nicely. Because um, God doesn't work necessarily to our formulas. He works in the way God works. You know, <laughs> look at Job. <coughs> if things worked in a formula, would Job have gone through the suffering that Job did? No, no. That Job proves that God doesn't necessarily work in a formulaic function. Um, so, we're asking people to pray about your neighbors, about friends, and so when you're meeting in a house church, when you do your love feast or your agape meal there, you're inviting others. So, that's the evangelism that we, we are looking to, to sow into our community. Is this image of a hospital? 
church, a home base, as a hospital. Now, when we go to a hospital, do we bring an overnight bag? Hopefully not. Sometimes we do. I know that we do. But the idea of a hospital is it's some place where we go when we're sick, we're not feeling well, but it's not something that we're meant to stay at forever. Those are called extended care or extended care or nursing homes. That's a separate entity. And so the vision that God reminded me of was actually too bad Mike's not here. You'll remember, maybe you'll remember Linda. Uh, you guys remember Life Path? Mm -hmm. Linda knows. Mm -hmm. There's a church not too far away. But I remember um, Father David saying something that stuck with me. He said, God gave them a vision for that church that they needed to be good at triage. Do you remember this, Linda? Is this something that is related to that? Could be. <clears throat> Sounds like something he would say, right? Exactly. And so, as a church, I believe we need to kind of walk into that mantle. I believe that mantle still exists and no one's picking up the slack. And so, God is calling us to walk and follow that mantle and to be good at triage. What does that mean? That means we need to be a place that is welcoming those. Hey, Margaret, do you remember that word? Is that a word that was spoken there? I don't know. You do? You call? Um, so there we go. I got two or more with us. I can, I can declare it now. Uh, a church that is good at healing broken people. And so, another vision that Manny shared was about, uh, Manny, do you want to talk about that ministry real quick, or just kind of the, the Fall River Street ministry? Yeah, the uh, Ferry Street ministry was, uh, it was he, his vision was to help the homeless, and he went to the authorities and told them what he wanted to do, and they worked together. So the people came in, and they got transformed, and then they became part of the helping uh, individuals. So they, at one time, they were taking from society, but now they're giving back to society, and it, it, it continues to grow. Yeah. So a ministry in Fall River, right, where people are helping the homeless. The homeless become stable and able to stand on their own feet, and then they become a part of the ministry to help other homeless. Do you guys see the connection here? So as we go to a hospital to get healed, to become better, now instead of just laying on the gurney, we now get up and we start helping others. So for us, as a home base, our mission is to be good at triage, but also to support these teams that we have commissioned. And so it, it, it almost is like,
I believe God is calling us, the sick and the broken, to help others that walk through that door that are sick and that are broken. And then as we are helping to heal others, we're also looking to support these mobile clinics, right? And commissioning more. This is, this is something that, you know, the hospital, you ever go to a hospital? They always have revolving doors, at least in the ER, right? In the front door is like, maybe, maybe not every hospital has a revolving door. But the purpose of this is this place needs to be a revolving door. Somewhere that receives those who are broken and sends those who are well. Follow me? Is that a perfect image? No, I'm sure you can find others. But this is the one that I want to lean into for what home base will look like. So what can you expect here on a home base week? What's the difference between a reunion service and a regular home base service, right? Um, you know, those things are gonna be filled out a little bit, but I'll tell you, I want it to look more like this. When in terms of more like this is, when we have a reunion service, there's less discussion, right? And potentially we'll have more people because we'll have these mobile clinics that will come home, maybe bring some friends, bring some new friends. Um, and so instead of a circle, you know, eventually I want to make this into a circle, I think. If we can, if we can manage it, I'd like to look at each other. <coughs> what? Oh, thank you. Oh, wow, she's stepping in. You're awesome. Um, so, I lost my thought, but any questions? Again, I want to take my time through this. I want to, I want, if there's something you need to ask, let's, let's talk about it because if you have a question, it might be someone that someone else is thinking, or a lot of times when someone says, hey, do you have a question? I don't even know what to ask. So I don't know what I don't know, if that makes sense. Um, so if you're thinking of something, I don't know, do you have a question? Hospitality. There's cafe, cafeteria people. There's nurses. There's doctors. Well, and, and this would be the place that a traditional person coming in to see a traditional church would yes. welcome them in too. Yes. Oh, there's clowns too. There's what? There's clowns. There's clowns. Yep. Yep. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the service in the in the home base, so to speak. Yeah. Will be the same sort of the same dynamics for the group is going on here as in the yes. Uh, so we'll, we'll follow the same five Worship, tenets. Teaching, yes. So just, just imagine that with communion, all right? And 
Instead of catering, anti-catering, potluck food. Instead of someone serving you, we serve each other. Okay, so just we serve each other. Yeah, we serve each other. Is there a service that day too, or just eating? Just eating and communion. Okay, help me out. That's fine. I can't. I can't eat yeah. authentic. No, but what if you brought your own little? What yeah. if you oh, brought yeah. your own oh, little yeah. dish? You can, you can bring your own dish. It. Okay, okay, if you just brought your own little. Okay, we, yeah, we're not going to force this on anyone. But yes, you are. <laughs> Well, okay, I guess maybe <laughs> you're right. Well, that's not, Adam, your vision, or church's vision is even for it to be monthly, right? It's like kind of sporadic. Yeah, we're going to yeah. try to figure out a rhythm where it be every other month or once a quarter. Um, no. But this to introduce it, and we believe it's an anchor. We believe it's something that is important. And we're going to be preaching the gospel. So communion, when we take communion together, it's going to be a, a heavy gospel. And when I say by heavy, I mean by heavy. Like that's what the gospel really is. The gospel is communion. Uh, and that's what Jesus talked to his disciples on the Last Supper. He preached the gospel to them. This is my body, which is broken for you. This is my blood, which is given for you. Blood of the new covenant. You know, this is the gospel that is preached to us. And so, there's going to be a little message there where we got this. Um, and if you have any dietary things, of course you can bring your own meal. If you look through Corinthians, I'm going to go back to that real they had an issue with their love feast. Some would come hungry, some would leave hungry. Others were coming to this meal, and they were eating before the others, and those others were actually starving, and they were the poor, so there was a whole status thing there. And so Paul says, guys, do this in unity, and if you act in this way where you're rivaling against one another, when one's eating, one's going hungry, you're bringing judgment on yourselves. This was a strong rebuke that was specifically about this thing that we're trying to do. And so what I'm trying to get at is, in this thing, we need to find unity. You know, when, when you see Peter, right, and Paul in Galatians, Peter decided to eat with the Jews. Paul rebuked him. That was a love feast, guys. Like, these, that was what we're trying to do. They were sitting at this agape feast, sharing a meal together. It actually might have been another festival. I need to look at that again. But it's the same principle. So these are the opportunities when we need to work out unity and love together. And not just look to divide and cut each other off. And that's working out the gospel in our lives. Um, any questions? What about the church? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yes. can people stay in the church if they don't want to go into other people's houses? They can be a part of yours. That's what we are. We're the hospital. She's asking, is it going to be a service here, or is it going to be a home group? So we're going to be doing this. So we're going to be modeling the mobile church here. So what, what you can expect here is worship. Uh, on, a, on a home church week, it'd be a lighter set like we did today, because we, we want to make more time for discussion. Preferably, we wouldn't have rows. We would have a circle, depending on... What, are, what we can accommodate. Uh, we will have teaching. Instead of a sermon, we're going to have discussion. So it's going to be teaching and discussion. We will take communion.
cafe and a sanctuary. The group that's left behind will just be one. It'll be one couple. So the home base group will have to be a little more fluid because um, we don't have right now dedicated childcare. Um, one of the things that we listed for the mobile churches, and this is something that we believe should be modeled here, uh, is a family approach to children. And so when you see Jesus, when you see Jesus teaching, the disciples try to hush the kids and quiet them back. Um, and I know different ages are obviously different. Um, you know, but Jesus encouraged the kids to come forward. He said, hey, don't, don't hinder them. The kingdom of God belongs to these. Uh, in the cafe, we, 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 we coded a, a line there because we had that room available. So kids were able to kind of come and go. Uh, they would still receive a lesson. Heather would go in and, and do a quick lesson with them, kind of what Kristen's doing now. Um, and then Kristen's going to bring the kids back in, and they're going to be with us. So there's going to be a little more level of volume that we might be used to. But we believe that's the sound of life. Um, we believe that's something we should be welcoming. Um, and something that, if we're uncomfortable with, maybe a mobile clinic or a mobile church would be better suited if you're looking for a quieter environment. Um, but, you know, we believe that mobile churches should have families too. Um, so, It will be one of the ways 
that we can communicate as things happen, as things change. So I'm looking to kind of take out the middleman um, and just say, hey guys, I want to talk to you. This is what's happening. You know, I send updates on there at least once a week. Heidi does. Uh, there are other people that do. That, that platform allows us to make smaller groups. Uh, so some of you have maybe been involved in a home church group on there, whether it's the Sanctuary Home Church or maybe the Cafe Home Church. So Signal allows us to have communications on multiple levels. Uh, but that was one thing that we tried to adopt a few months ago before this even happened so that we can help clarify, we can communicate, um, you know, because sometimes messages weren't getting translated. Well, that's, that's the problem, too, with yeah. the home churches. If the, the churches are all over the place, um, you know, you see them maybe once a month, and then if you're not there that month, you will be two months before you see them. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people I don't even know here anymore. I just don't know them, and because look I don't around. see them. Yeah, well, look around. This is it. You know, we, I think sometimes we think that there's more of us here, but this is what we have right now. Okay. But we've lost a lot of people. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. And that's what I'm saying. This is the church. This is who we are. It's not impressive. Not at all. Uh, but what we see God do with very little, like maybe a mustard seed, he can do a lot of things. And so what we're looking towards is to be become the yeast. The kingdom of God is like the yeast, the leaven. You know, and as we're needed into this community, into each other, that leaven grows, the kingdom of God expands. I don't know if that answers your question specifically, but all I, all I want to assure you, Jackie, is there are things that we're trying to do that we need everyone to also try to be a part of. There's reasons why we ask you guys to download something like Signal. It's because when we say, hey, this is what we want, we're trying to solve a problem that, that we have, and unless we adopt the solution, We'll be in the same problem, okay? I'm not saying it's the perfect problem, the perfect solution, but it's one of the things that we're trying. And as a church, we need to try things, and we need to also participate so that we can also see if it's going to solve our problem, and maybe not. Um, but the church yesterday is not going to be the same today. <coughs> one second, Marco. <coughs> Pastor Ed's not here to this week because... He was uh, invited by Carol. I don't know Carol's last name. Carol Sugar. Carol Sugar. Uh, yeah, to go to a conference in North Carolina. Um, we talked about it with the elders, and we did uh, participate, partner with her in some of that expense. Um, but anyway, as they're going, they're going to this conference that she was invited, and she 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 said she'll help with the cost and all these things. And so they're going to this prophetic conference. So what does Pastor Ed show up to do? They're expecting to learn about the prophetic and all these things. Uh, and we said, all right, we said, here we go. He sent me a text, or he's been sending updates, and I'll share it with you. Uh, this was his last update. He goes, uh, hey, guys. Oh, goes, uh, I'm sending over some audio, so he sent some audio to uh, some of the elders, and he says, the prophetic leader at this conference is talking about what God showed him about the future of the church, and it's all about Acts 2, 42, and 43, the thing that we just were talking about today, and house churches. So he's going to this prophetic conference, and what are they talking, they're talking about third day revelation, that everyone's finally catching on to, 
That's, that's the Taylor's ministry. The Taylor's were involved in a ministry called Third Day Revelation, the Third Day Churches. And if you read what they were involved in in California, it's like eerily similar to what we're trying to do here. Now, have I read that book or talked to them before we decided to do this and jump on board with Acts 2.42? I mean, this, this stuff's not new. That's my point. No. But the things that we're working through today have already been worked through yesterday. <laughs> and, and the things that we're talking about today is now being preached at a conference of what the future of the church is going to look like. So everyone, the winds are shifting. People are, are already saying the church is changing. And so for us, we can hold on to the old. Or we can, we can look to the new and help bring people across. And that's why I believe. And honestly, that's what the hospital is for. That's why we're here. So if you don't feel called to go and be a part of a mobile church or a mobile clinic, stay. And, and just be ministered to. But in this hospital, understand that this hospital serves a greater purpose. Not just for those who don't feel called to go, but for those to support the mission, support the people that are going, and also to receive people that come, and to bless people. God doesn't change, though. He doesn't? No. And if you look at what we're doing, we're not making this up. You just go read the Bible. <laughs> just open up the book. Acts 2.42. Right there. And, um, and we're kind of growing, too. You know, yeah. it's like we, we, it's like, it's new to me, too. Mm. But you go into some of, of, of many of the typical churches, and a lot of the young people aren't doing it. The new generation coming up is, is worshiping the same God. this is is very scary to a lot of people and again I, I come from a background out in California where I've seen this done and you know it, it was hard for people you know 20 25 years ago as well um, but God this is something God is doing he is really tearing down our traditions and he's saying they have their place they're you know God blesses all his churches but this is a new thing that he's doing and, and like Laurel said it's kind of for this new generation that he's raising up and so you know hopefully we all partner in this but if this is not your thing if this is not um, really pray about it maybe he's leading you elsewhere but hopefully he's leading you here to be involved in it that um, that you can you know do the, it's it's like whenever God does something new throughout the Bible, you know, all people went, oh, you know, but this this is it's new to us. Yes. It's not new to other people in the country. And even churches overseas, they've been doing this forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's just new to us, so it's frightening.
as you said, it's how everything started back in the old days anyway. And then the new property, the red star or
go out and, and your when you are healed from becomes your ministry. Correct. And so I think that's something that we also need to like that's what this place is. Is we walk through healing so that can be ministry. Yes. So that's what I've only seen here because I've been here forever. <laughs> like yeah. Church of Christ, I was here in that transition when it became Grace Life. Mm-hmm. And so seeing what we've been doing from the beginning and to where we are now, like coming back after years, but like still being part <coughs> of it. Like I see the grapevines cut small, but then I'm ready for the harvest. Yes. I'm ready for the sweetness of yes. the after. Because the grapes are sweeter after you come them Yep. Yep. So. The other thing too is that once we get the home, you know, we, we've got this model of the home church and or the, and the mobile church. But don't forget that we have people who have been led to lead Bible studies, lead senior groups, where, where when we, we might be separate, but we have opportunities during the week or where we can gather with people we don't know. Um, uh, so it's not like we're totally 100% separated all the time, but there are times for gathering that's not just associated with the reunion service or the love feast, but we'll have opportunities to come together and help the community, like with the food pantry or however the Lord leads it, we have opportunities not just to be separated into these mobile home churches or, or the, the, the church, the home church, but we have opportunities to gather together too. So it's not, we're not isolating ourselves. We have those See, opportunities. That's that, no. That you're going to do all these home churches and no. not do the church anymore. No, no, no. no. We, we, we still, like, we still have such a great job of updating the calendar. So like, it's super easy now to Everything that is going on, how long it's going to last, exactly when and where it meets. On the church website, Heidi updates that calendar feature. You can see everything, like my Bible study is on there, the men's group is always on there. Anything that's going on, yeah. it is on there, and you can find out when it meets, where it meets, all the things you need. Yeah. And it's been so good, I know for me, because I have a hard time keeping yeah. track of And I, and I like was saying, I, you know, I was more concerned about. No, the church wasn't going to yeah, do anything. She's worried about, yeah. you know, she's worried about the service here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She still wants the service. Because I like, I like, I like the church. It didn't seem like I can help. Yeah. I doubt it. I'm not going to your house. No. Are you still having Yes. So we'll still follow the same. So reunion will be what? Where all the churches that are, the mobile church will come back. Same same thing that we've been doing. First Sunday of the month, and then the other Sunday too will meet in this format. So you should have told me that right from the beginning. He did. <laughs> I feel like we've been saying this honestly over and over. No, it's but okay. Well, it's however many right. times, it's, it's okay. Right. Go. We're gonna click. Um, I wrote down receiving and sending because that's that's the heart of what we're doing here, and that's the that's the image of the sower. You know, we're just scattering the seeds continually. Every, every chance we get, every time. So we sent the Morses away. They're an extension of us. They're not leaving us. The, the, the love and care and ministry that we've given to them can now take fruit somewhere else. You know, one plants, the other waters, you know, God reaps. You know, the image of the harvest, I just want to talk about that real quick. Because um, that has been something that I feel like God has, God has set the base for what we're doing. You know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Uh, and so there's a call for laborers constantly. The harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. Few. And so God needs us to participate in what he's doing. And I believe that if we choose to participate in this harvest and in this work, 
we will see an abundance of crops that we cannot even fathom. And I believe that will come through three things. The sword, famine, pestilence. That's, what, that's the Old Testament. Wars, famine, plagues, sicknesses, diseases. What, what do we see when we turn on the news right now? Wars, famines, plagues. And so what those three things does is it presses, it squeezes society, our cultures, and people need Jesus. And I believe that as God presses, there is going to be a flood. And so we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared. Yes? I would encourage people to, um, you know, the thought of, oh, you know, going to somebody, where do I go? You know, oh, I'm going to go to the, the Alps because, because I know them. That's great. But I would say try each of the groups to see where you fit and to see where God wants to plug you in. I know before I came here to Graceway, God had me at another church, and he had me occasionally go to different churches on the island to what he called take their temperature, to see what they're all doing. Because they're all different. They're all doing different ministries. We're all part of the body, but we're doing different things. So, again, just encourage you to try out the different because yeah. they're all unique, they yes. have personalities, and you'll see where God wants to plug you in. On the 28th, we're going to have each group come up and share kind of what they're doing. Because um, the outs have a vision for, for their group, and the tailors have a vision, they've had a vision. Um, okay, well, well, we'll try to record it, or we'll, we'll send you. And then we're going to lay hands on them and commission them to that, to that thing. And I'm asking you guys still, if there's someone that feels called to you to participate, or maybe host, or lead, you know, these, these are open invitations. Yes, Robert? It's a blessing just to be able to sit in a room and talk like this. Yeah. I have two guys helping me every day from Nicaragua, and they listen to the news and all this stuff. And if we were down here, the police would bust through the doors right now. Arrest the pastor, arrest everybody, go to jail. Who knows what they're going to do to you? Uh, one pastor was holding the cross in front of all the police faces. They had guns or anything, but they shot, killed him. And just last week, they arrested three pastors. They're in jail now. So they have to break down these house churches' secrets. So it's beautiful that we can talk about. suffering, that type of persecution, um, you know, it feels like the end of the world to them, right? If you're in a country or a community that is constantly persecuting you, but what is their reaction to that persecution? What do they do? They worship. They teach. They take communion. And they pray. This is how we stand in the end. We're not taking up arms and, and fighting against the government. We're worshiping, we're teaching, we're taking communion, and we're praying. So, it's 11.20. We spent a lot of time talking about this, but that's good, because this is what I believe we need it to be. Uh, there might be something that God put on your heart this week as you've gone through the gospel discussions. Maybe you want to share.
I just want to maybe maybe make a little bit of room for that. If there's something that you you felt like, man, this really hit me, I really wanted to throw it out there. Is there anyone who has something burning on their heart from this week, maybe from the teaching God revealed to you that you think would encourage us? Something that answers the question or something you need more clarity on? You come see me after, maybe we can discuss and get a little more. But I don't think we'll be able to get as in-depth as, as maybe we would on a normal Sunday. Well,